like a fetish club for your ears. Grab a hot drink and turn down the lights. Coming across the airwaves and into bedrooms everywhere, BDSM United is bringing you non-violent, consensual kink education. This isn't for the kiddos or for the cookie-cutter conservative vanilla prudes. We'll be talking bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadomasochism, and more today on this BDSM United podcast. I'm Primal Piggy. Thank you for joining me for another BDSM United podcast in our Set Next Sex Magic series. Uh, this is an intermediate series helping you become more adept. When you become more adept in things like um, sex magic, you also become uh, more adept in things like self-mastery, uh, which is important, which is uh, something uh, useful within BDSM. The ritual is one of the traditional methods that a magician uses to invoke and evoke gods, demons, deities, manipulative magic, and much more. Often magicians will receive astonishing results, but a ritual may also fail. Failures are most common for inexperienced magicians who are not yet in full understanding regarding the basic functions of the ritual. The ritual in itself doesn't create the result. The ritual is the medium through which the magician can express his or her will for him or herself. Let me repeat that. The ritual in itself doesn't create the result. The ritual is the medium. It's the tool through which the magician expresses their will for themselves. When the magician through the ritual has confirmed uh, for his or her whole ex existence that certain result is to be reached, you will instinctively act in a way that enables the reaching of the goal. The magician places themselves in such a relation to the goal that their road will be as short as possible. Let me give you an example here. A magician conducted a money ritual the evening before going to his boss and asking for a raise. He lit golden candles, burned cinnamon incense, and invoked the god Maimon. The next day, he received a raise beyond his wildest dreams. Through the ritual, he instinctively and partly unconsciously acted in a way that enabled him to reach his goal, which was to influence his boss in the desired direction. Now, you could dismiss this as a typical example of ordinary psychology where the individual in question gains confidence through the ritual and thus acts in a more decisive manner when speaking to his boss. This may be true as well, but the goal was reached. When a magician conducts a ritual, it does not matter if supernatural powers are included or if it's only psychology as long as the desired results are reached. A lot of people don't realize that. They think it all has to, all magic has to be sorcery. <laughs> but the two are a little bit different. The ritual strengthens the thinking and acting of the magician since it concentrates the energy and focuses it toward an expressed goal. 
Manipulative magic of this kind is only one form of magic. Even if it's what most people may associate with the word. Some magicians may be good at manipulative magic without in any way having developed their mind. The misunderstandings regarding magic are mainly a result of the general public's lack of knowledge regarding history. Magic is, from a historical point of view, one of the most important attitudes to existence. Magic is about developing, sharpening, and making conscious the individual's will. Unlike the religious attitude, which is concerned with submission to powers with supplication, the magician, however, works to develop the individual ability. Magic is also different from or goes beyond the uh, tradition of some aspects of science that claims that everything is determined through cause and effect. This magic can't be explained using logical theorems. Magic is, unlike this form of science, not based on the thought that man is determinate but that each individual carries the conditions for individual will within them. Magic defends itself against both one-sided rational thinking and dogmatic belief. Ritual magic is often used as an aid in more deep magical initiatory processes. The suggestive force of the ritual has powerful effect on one's whole being on both conscious and unconscious levels. Often rituals may initiate processes that draw many things to the surface. The magician may also notice an effect of rituals and dreams. In more darker rituals, often a great amount of energy is released. This can have an overwhelming effect on a magician's consciousness and his or her experience of themselves and existence in general. Light magical rituals, in an opposite way, can bind energy and create order and structure. The magician is continuously in a process of breaking free from unconscious, individually chosen, or personal structures. We tend to be a bit more antinomian, and we tend to, um, especially us who are involved in BDSM, we tend to like the taboo, we like the kinky, we like the fetish. Thus, oftentimes we break uh, some structures, uh, defined structures that are defined for us by society. You can construct light magical rituals in certain situations. This is especially for situations in which you want to bind energy. The magician needs a balance between um, the right hand, the left hand, the light, and the dark. It would be meaningless to work solely with darkness. To be able to create and cause change, one needs both aspects. Some people may have a natural tendency to get stuck in behavioral patterns unconscious structures, while others may have a tendency to seek chaos, change, and development. Magician creates balance and kind of a cooperation between light and darkness. While most esoteric systems 
don't even recognize the existence of darkness, which doesn't mean it ceases to exist. Um, the initiatory magician must consistently work to wake up from the sleepwalker orthodoxy that is in most individuals, grows stronger with time, and more and more of their energy stagnates. The same applies to incantation rituals. It's not the sigils, the figures, the incense in itself that conjures an entity. They're merely a code with which one contacts the parts of the mind that must be opened if an experience of the being is to be possible. The different attributes of the ritual help to concentrate the mind and to place it in the right state. Similar in like Christianity where they play certain music and they um, may chant or sing certain songs in meaning in in uh, focusing themselves and postulating themselves and posturing themselves to invoke who they call the Holy Spirit. And in the same way, we posture ourselves and um, position ourselves and get ourselves uh, into um, the right frame of mind, the right frame of openness to invoke um, any deities that we are seeking to cooperate with, to be friends with, to someone we're seeking as a helper, not someone who's seeking to possess us in any way, because I don't believe that most entities don't have any care or any, uh, any, they're not looking to possess a human being. They're just um, who we are cooperating with to, as a helper. If a ritual or other magical work is to be successful, the right actions must be directed towards a goal that is somehow within the reach of the magician. Uh, Alistair Crowley says, any required change may be affected by the application of the proper kind and degree of force in the proper manner through the proper medium, medium to the proper object. The magician should use his or her force in the most constructive way and not view the ritual as something that replaces actively doing something in other situations. The right conditions must be present if a ritual shall be meaningful, and what the magician then accomplishes through the ritual is to enhance the conditions and place oneself in the right position in regard to these. I'm Primal Piggy. Thank you for joining me for this BDSM United podcast where we brought up ritual magic or rituals. We we often talk about rituals in BDSM as well. Uh, a little bit different thing, but rituals are a, a posturing, a positioning oneself to accomplish something. And so, um, similar in some regards, different in other regards. But definitely, uh, ritual magic is something that you're going to want to have as a tool in your tool belt. I'm Primal Piggy. Thank you for joining us for this BDSM United podcast. You can find all of our resources at www.bdsmunited.com. It was a joy speaking with you today, and I'll talk with you again soon.